Welcome to the First Player Token Podcast, a short podcast for folks who enjoy playing board games with family and friends. I'm your host, Derek Bruff. In this episode, I'm recommending a game to play without your family and friends, a solo game called Sprawlopolis. Did you ever play a board game by yourself when you were young? Sometimes when I was bored, I would get out sorry and set it up for two players, then play the game by moving the pieces for me and for the ghost player on the other side of the table. This passed the time, but it wasn't super exciting. Since those days in the early 80s, however, solo game design has come a long way. My favorite solo game is an 18-card city-building game called Sprawlopolis from Button Shy Games. It's a 2018 release designed by Stephen Aramani, Danny Devine, and Paul Kluka. Technically, you can play Sprawlopolis with family and friends, but I think of it primarily as a solo game. It's cleverly designed, immensely replayable, and looks good on the table. Like all button-shy games, it comes in a little plastic wallet that you can easily slip into a pocket or backpack. If I'm out and have a spare 20 minutes and a little table space, I can pull out Sprawlopolis and have a satisfying, puzzly, solo game experience just about anywhere. I've played during downtime on a ski trip, while relaxing at a coffee shop, and while waiting to pick up my kids. How does Sprawlopolis work? As I mentioned, it consists of just 18 cards. Each of those cards is two-sided. One side shows four city blocks, an orange residential block, a blue commercial block, a gray industrial block, and a green park block, as well as one or two road segments crossing those blocks. You start the game with a randomly chosen card to begin your city. Each turn, you'll take one of the three cards in your hand, lay it on the table to expand your city, so the new card is adjacent to or overlapping an existing card, and then draw a new card. When you've played all the cards to your city, the game is over, and you score your city to see if you've won. At that point, you'll score one point per block in your largest group of each color. So if you've played your cards so that there are four contiguous green park blocks, and that's your biggest park group, you'll score four points. Likewise, you'll score for your biggest group of orange residential blocks, your biggest group of gray industrial blocks, and your biggest group of blue commercial blocks. This gives you some direction for how to play your cards, trying to put like-colored blocks together as you lay cards next to, and perhaps overlapping, other cards. However, you'll lose one point for each road in your city, which motivates you to connect your roads as you build, because who wants a city where the roads don't go anywhere? Building color groups and connecting roads creates some nice tension as you're deciding where to place new cards, but where Sprawlopolis really shines is what's on the back of each of its 18 cards. Each card has a different scoring condition for the city you're building. For instance, one of the cards is called Morning Commute, and it scores two points for each road that passes through both a residential block and a commercial block. There's also Central Perks, which gives you one point for each park block located on the interior of your city, but deducts two points for each park block on the edge of your city. Or Concrete Jungle, which scores one point for each industrial block that shares a corner with at least one other industrial block. Every time you play Sprawlopolis, you select three of these scoring conditions at random, then build your city out of the 15 remaining cards. While you're trying to put like-colored blocks next to each other, 
and connect up your road segments, you're also trying to satisfy the three scoring conditions. This means that every time you go to place a card in your city, you're trying to juggle multiple constraints, kind of like actual city planners, I would assume. How do you win the game? Well, each of the scoring conditions has a target score listed on it. To win, your city's score needs to meet or exceed the sum of those three target scores. So if you're playing with Morning Commute, which has a target score of 16, and Central Perks, target of 7, and Concrete Jungle, target of 9, you'll need a total of 16 plus 9 plus 7. That's 32 points to win. For some of the scoring conditions, it's pretty easy to rack up points, and these conditions have higher target scores, like Morning Commute with its target of 16. Other scoring conditions have lower targets because those scoring conditions are harder to use to score points. The setup is just brilliant because the target score you need to win the game reflects how challenging the scoring conditions are. And since you get three randomly selected scoring conditions out of 18 possible each time you play, every game plays differently. You could play Sprawlopolis 816 times without seeing a repeated combination of scoring conditions. That's some serious replayability. As I said earlier, Sprawlopolis looks good on the table. You'll see your city with its parks and residential districts and commercial areas grow as you play the game. The art by Danny Devine is attractive and lively. Each block is uniquely illustrated, which means, for instance, that each of the 18 parks across the cards is actually different. Some have sports fields, some have ponds, and some are full of trees. You can ignore these details to play the game, but I appreciate the details. Speaking of the visuals in the game, Sprawlopolis is definitely a game with a lot of visual thinking. You have to translate between the schematic diagrams that explain the scoring conditions, and the illustrated cards that make up your city, and it helps if you can mentally rotate cards and imagine how they might expand or fit into your city. This kind of visual thinking really appeals to me, but I know some players are less fond of it. Sprawlopolis has some really fun expansions, too. What does an expansion to an 18-card game look like? Well, in a couple of cases, it's just a single card, like the Rektar expansion. That one comes with one card with a Godzilla-like monster on it who basically attacks your city. In the Beaches expansion, which is my favorite, you get four cards, each of which has two city blocks and some coastline, some beaches. That coastline ends up creating borders on three sides of your city, forcing you to build your city within that boundary. The fourth card provides an extra way to score to offset that challenge. As I record this in May of 2021, Buttonshy has released a sequel to Sprawlopolis called Agropolis. It takes the same basic game mechanics and moves them to the countryside, with four different block types, cornfields, orchards, vineyards, and livestock, and 18 new scoring conditions. And you can get a six-card expansion called Combopolis that allows you to combine Sprawlopolis and Agropolis in a new, clever, and challenging game. It is so fun, and I love how colorful your combined city plus countryside looks at the end of the game. You can start your Sprawlopolis collection for just $12 for the base game, available from the Buttonshy Games website. See the show notes for a link. Buttonshy has a whole line of interesting wallet games, each consisting of just 18 cards. And thanks to Buttonshy and their Sprawlopolis games, no one has to play Sorry by themselves anymore. That's it for this episode of the First Player Token Podcast. See the show notes for more info and photos of Sprawlopolis, as well as a link to the podcast's Facebook group. 
And if you have a minute, please share this or any other episode on your social media platform of choice. That goes a long way to helping new listeners find us. I've been your host, Derek Bruff. Thanks for listening. Now it's time to play some games. Combopolis. 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 Combo. 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 Combo.